0: Welcome to the Flying Solo podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. I'm your host, Robert Gerrish. Flying Solo is an Australian online community and home to stacks of free resources, discussion forums, professional development tools, and a whole lot more. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Andrew Griffiths is Australia's number one small business author. He writes for Inc.com, is one of the keynote speakers on the acclaimed Key Person of Influence program. But surely, surely his career highlight is as a contributing writer to Flying Solo. Clearly, though, he must have way too much time on his hands as he's just launched another Australian speaking tour, this time entitled The Art of Storytelling. So I'm going to be talking to Andrew about why telling stories attracts business hello andrew thank you for joining us hello mr gerrish and you're
1: right it is the highlight of my career and being able to be an expert contributor for flying solo i love it dearly robert yeah, great and I, I didn't put those words into your mouth at all
0: did i absolutely did I? No. not all right now look so come on then why why are you
1: why are you all worked up about telling stories what's going on here uh- <laughs> It, it's, isn't it funny how these uh, the topics become hot um, at times and, and I think, you know, storytelling is one of those ones, there's it, it been a lot of discussion in recent years, there's, there's great books around uh, talking about storytelling, we're hearing it in a lot of spaces, people are writing about it all the time and I think that's kind of intrigued me a little bit through my own writing and my own presenting but what I think is we're actually just rediscovering storytelling and we're starting to apply it to our business. And what I'm seeing is a difference here, Robert, is the fact that um, the old way that we've kind of spoken about our businesses, the way that we've tried to connect, the way we've written brochures, the way we've even um, written our websites, Mm -hmm. to be honest, isn't really connecting and engaging with people anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I think that's the big thing that that I'm noticing that needs to kind of change. And the wonderful way or the wonderful opportunity we have is to actually start to tell stories a lot more. That's what is actually creating engagement Ah, if that makes
0: sense yeah no look it does make sense and it's um of course it makes sense um (laughs) it's interesting you say that about websites i was um i was looking at one earlier this morning of a um a pretty serious looking business that's just kind of launched and i must have read the homepage four times i still had no idea what they did i had no idea and and you're you're quite right of course storytelling uh, is the thing but so when you talk about storytelling i mean maybe let's 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 um mm. continue the um, analogy with a website where does this, where would a story show up on a website how would one of our audience a soloist how how's it gonna how are they gonna show up with stories
1: i i think that, that there's, a, there's a lot of different ways for for stories to come into play when we're talking about our business so so for, as soloists for example. Um, it, it is a bit about the buyer if, you, if you're writing about yourself it can be that a lot, the stock standard boring, you know, Andrew Griffiths was this, rah, 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 almost written in the third person, it's dull and boring mm. it's the same as writing about the business you know, we're this, we're a financial planner or we're a, a bookkeeper or a butcher or a boiler or a candlestick maker and if you go to most websites most descriptions are exactly the same you know, mm. you could just change the logo and same thing, they, they, what they say they all make the same offer, they, do. they all say pretty much the same thing. There is no point of difference. What telling a story does is give us this wonderful opportunity to actually tell the story of our business so we can be more descriptive about what it is uh, with our business and how that kind of works. It can be things like, you know... um, how did you tell the story of your business? What, what did you used to do before you start your business? What, why did you start it? You know, when did you start it? How's it going? What are the trials? What are the tribulations? What do you stand for? Where are you going? Mm. Now, some people can, can get a bit uncomfortable with that, going, well, this is a, a business website. I should be writing all professionally-type stuff, to use a very technical term. <laughs> and the, the reality, of course, is that we don't actually want that professionally-type stuff. Mm. Um again to use that term. What we want to know is we want to know about the business. We want to know about the people behind the business. Mm. We want to know that stuff. Where did you come from? Where did you start? Why did you start? What do you stand for? What do you believe in? What do you can what can you do? Mm, look, that's the difference.
0: Yeah, okay, and that's a great point. And I guess that um you know, particularly when when, you know, I'm I'm sure we both look at a number of small business websites. You know, I spend all day, every day looking at them. And it still amazes me how 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 so how so many businesses um kind of remove personality mm. um, from their sort of professional presence, whereas when you actually meet the people often there is so much personality but I guess you know what you're talking about here is is very much um bringing your business personality bringing your your story um, to life in this instance on your website exactly. But exactly. Look,
1: Sorry, can I, just, mm. just before we move on from that one, I just, even to, uh, one of the best examples I can think of to illustrate the depth that we're able to do this now is actually an experience I had recently in the New South Wales hinterland where I went into a cafe, which was like an organic, um, you know, long hair and, and alternative and just wonderful in every sense of the word. Every part of that business was a story from the menu board where instead of just, it was a hamburger, it was like with beef that was, you know, the, the cows live, Three kilometers away, the, the, the lettuce is grown next door at Bill and Mary's, and, and there were jars of produce with a label that was telling a story about the produce, the staff had a T-shirt. My name is Mary, and, uh, and I'm from Scotland, and I you know, just, I just looked around this business and went, "Is it just one giant story?" And it was, mm. I felt so connected to that business I knew more about that than I probably know about my own business. <laughs> uh, and I thought, "Well, how wonderful is that?"
0: look i i totally get it uh, and and you know that that example you use is is a very fine one i mean i guess um d- just thinking about that it, i i suppose that it, we need to be cautious or well, maybe we don't you know if if every single um, it's kind of cafe and restaurant is telling this story after a while it 's the one that 's going to stand out is the one that doesn 't you know, so, but anyway we 're talking sometime in the future i think but let 's imagine that you know we 've got you know you talked about a bookkeeper a moment ago mm. so let 's imagine we 've got someone a soloist bookkeeper working with you know a core nucleus of clients wants to make sure that the funnel is is con- constantly sort of fed um, but, but he or she might be listening to this thinking now well you know, I'm a bookkeeper. What place do stories have in my work? What would you say to that person? Mm.
1: Well, first and foremost, I think that stories have a place in any business. I, I don't think it matters whether you're a, you know, medical chiropractor, colonic hydrotherapist, bookkeeper, whatever it might be, simply because that's what people want. It, it, it's meeting a, a demand for people wanting to know more about a business. But I also do understand and hear you completely. that going, you know, well, you know, I do book work. What's the relevance of this? Well, obviously the whole concept around being able to better, Uh, Tell better stories is that you create greater engagement with your customers, so that will in turn help you to generate more business, uh, keep customers for longer, get more word of mouth referrals, all those things that we all want. But what are the stories you actually tell when you're a bookkeeper? And uh, and for me, I think again, you tell the stories about the business. You know, all those things I mentioned before. Why did you start it? You know, when did you start it? What do you stand for? All of those values. I think that creates engagement. But there are other things you can do. You can also share stories about where other people go wrong when it comes to bookkeeping. So maybe in a blog or in a newsletter and all the rest of it, because your customers buy... You writing about where other people are perhaps going wrong or where other people are going right, they will learn from that because we learn so deeply from hearing stories about other people. Yep. You know what, it's just like yourself, uh, Robert, in terms of writing books and using anecdotes. A great book is one with lots of anecdotes, mm. in, in, particularly in the non-fiction space, of course. And, and I find that with my writing and my books, that's what people always say to me, well, you have so many stories, so, you shared so many anecdotes, I really, it made it so easy to understand it. Uh, so, so the same thing happens here. You're running your bookkeeping business. You share anecdotes. You share stories and blogs online, etc. Another thing that you can also share from a story point of view, and I saw a company that is extraordinarily well, was that they actually, rather than have like case studies and talk about case studies, they had their brochure was not made up of all of the things that they can do. Their brochure was made up of 10 stories. Hmm. And this was a, like a business advisory kind of organization. And they just spoke about we had, this is a story of these 10 businesses that came to them and they talk about it as a story. Bill and Mary, who owned a pool shop, they came to see us and this was what their problems were. You know, mm. they didn't have enough money, they were worn out, etc. So the first thing that we did is we sat them down, we worked out what they needed to do, their priorities, what they wanted out of life. And anyway, they proved through the whole thing, how they, how they helped them, what they did, what the outcomes were. And I found this brochure extremely riveting, mm. but that by the end of it, there is no doubt at all you wanted to work with this company. Because it wasn't just a corporate gobbledygook kind of brochure; it was a wonderful illustration of what they were able to achieve. Yeah,
0: look, okay, I get it. So, so basically, when once you sort of open the the topic of stories, you you um you can broaden it by inviting. Sort of testimonials and, and as you say, case histories that are in a sort of story type format as well. Exactly. Presumably the same then with videos that you're using, any
1: other sort of media exactly. that you, Yeah, okay. Yes. And you know, um, as a presenter, and and obviously we both do a lot of presenting, and we know what it's like that when you present and you tell stories on stage about whatever it might be, anecdotes to illustrate points or whatever the case may be, you have a much greater sense of engagement with your audience. Mm. And and I certainly experienced this. I was actually talking at a conference a number of years ago, and I remember having uh, a gentleman came up to me at the end of the conference, and he said, oh you know, Andrew, you, you, you tell a lot of stories about your early days and your early days in business and all that kind of stuff. You know, really, you shouldn't kind of waste our time with that. You should just give us the facts. We're all here just to learn facts. Tell us what to do in our business. And, uh, and it was interesting because I really took that to heart. And I, and I took it on board and said, oh, okay, all of that stuff is a waste of time. Don't share stories. Don't tell anecdotes. Don't share your own experiences. And I didn't. So I'd start going into presentations and I'd be talking to a million miles an hour and just, you know, bombarding people with information. And uh, and you know the thing that I noticed was the satisfaction ratings for my presentations dramatically dived. Mm. And, and and I went wow God what's going on and so I thought well I'll give more information you know pack more in <laughs> overload them more and uh, and of course by the end of that people's heads are exploding and, and I just I didn't get it and then finally someone came up to me and said Andrew why don't you tell me where are the more stories. About- yeah why don't you tell people more about your background it's really interesting or or you know you've been in business for 30 years why aren't you sharing some of those stories i don't understand it and i kind of went oh okay because one person came up to me and said don't yeah. do it so
0: well come um, on look between the two of us we can find him can you describe him let's find this guy yeah well we'll hunt him down and tell yeah. bad stories about him yeah oh well, okay now that's 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 uh, that's really interesting isn't it but so look with people and i know you're 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 about to, or in fact, you started. I think your your um, your art of storytelling sort of tour, where you you're hooked up with Nick Bowditch, who's a guy I know as well, who's spent some time working at Facebook, didn't he? Had a proper job, mm. and now hopefully he's um, he's escaped back to the the world of his own business. And um, and so you know, what do you how do, how are you guys kind of running this? So there you are, mm. you know, two proficient speakers standing up on the stage, room full of people. What sort of path are you taking people through broadly? Mm.
1: Well, it's, again, a really interesting kind of a path because both of us talk too much, so for either of us to get a word in is obviously difficult so we've <laughs> had to break the day down into into four very clear and specific areas. First of all, Nick is going to talk about setting the stage, and a lot of people don't know that Nick is is, um, is uh, Indigenous uh, Australian as well so he's hmm. going to talk a little bit about how the, what's the role that Storing played you know, going back 30-odd thousand years in the Aboriginal culture as well yep. and then set the scene a bit about why why has it come? Why has it become such a big topic now? Why? Why is it all of a sudden? that It seems like that it's that it's become important again. Then what we're going to do is we're going to break it down into the written word, and I'm going to talk about storytelling and the role it plays in what we write, whether it be articles, websites, brochures, yep. anything that we're writing, and how to story tell, how to how to actually get the most out of telling a story. Then I'm going to talk about it from a presenting point of view, so on stage or in workshops or training sessions, how if you can become a better storyteller, you're going to get your message across, and that's obviously what you want to achieve as a speaker. But there's techniques, there's tips, there's things mm. that we've got to overcome a little bit, um, and often it's our internal demons that we've got to overcome. So I'll talk a bit about that. And then last but not least, Nick's going to talk about storytelling in the digital age. He's going to talk about it in social media and and how it applies across um, these wonderful new brave worlds that we're all dealing with about Mm -hmm. carrying your story through uh from all, all formats into you know sharing it online so it, it it's a really kind of interesting day from that yeah i bet yeah no, well I'll,
0: I'll try and blag a ticket somewhere at some <laughs> point <laughs> it's, it's funny you that because I, I remember when i first watched i think it was um it was malcolm gladwell i think malcolm gladwell he of tipping point fame and i think it was a ted talk that he did and a uh, wonderful wonderful storyteller and mm. you know you kind of I, I before i knew it i'd sort of been watching for you know 10 or 15 minutes and it just seemed like a minute and it was just it was just a story and uh, well just a story it was a it was a superbly well thought through story and you kind of realize at the end of it oh my god i've just learned so much about business mm-hmm. and actually that guy's just told me a story you know so it's it's, uh, it's absolutely very powerful stuff well look um i'm really looking forward to uh, catching you on this tour so you you're you're about to go nationwide where can we find out more
1: about this uh, the easiest way is, is uh just to do a google search of course the art of storytelling.com is uh, you'll find us uh, there's a couple of websites around but art of um, is the main one and all the information is on there uh, Robert around that or my, go by my website andrewgriffiths.com.au it's easy to find stuff about okay
0: all right now look I'm going to uh, I know you're a busy man and you're, you're you're jetting off again shortly I'm going to close with a with a slightly sort of left to centre um, question sure and uh, which will probably open up another 40 minutes of stories, <laughs> when you know that but uh, you know in, in your how many years have you been in your own business now 30 odd years 30-odd years, okay, right, well, you you should know what you're doing by now, (laughs) so that's a good amount of time. So what I'd love to know, who's been, perhaps I'll rephrase the question I was going to ask you, who's the kind of storyteller that uh, had the biggest influence on you? Who do you look back on on your 30-odd years of business and go, this is the person that has had the biggest influence on me. Is there a person?
1: There's probably a couple, and they're older, older people. And obviously uh, Dale Carnegie, strangely enough, okay. uh, was you know, from 1936, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh was one of the most astonishing books that I ever read. And I read that when I was 18. i just bought my first business, and, uh, <laughs> and a friend gave me that book. And I read it every year on Christmas morning. It's my ritual. Mm, and, uh I do, and, really. Every year for the last 30-odd years I've read that book, and you'd think I would have figured it out by now. Mm. Um, and what was just, your
0: first business? Scratching things on parchment or carving out of rocks or something?
1: Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it, I had a dive shop. I bought a dive shop in Sydney at the age of 18. In, mm. in the 80s, when you could walk into a bank with no, nothing and walk out with a check. Oh, wow. And I miss those days, Robert. <laughs> I miss those days. Right, let's not,
0: I'm not going to start you reminiscing. We'll be here forever. <laughs> so Dale Carnegie, that's, I mean, a classic book. And you read that
1: every year. Every Christmas, and, and I, I, honestly, I attribute it to uh, one of the reasons why I think I'm a good communicator and why I'm good at dealing with people and why I have a passion for communication as well, actually, right. uh, what I learned from that. And the other person, another favorite of mine is Zig Ziglar. So I'm, I'm kind of an old school guy here, aren't I? Right. Uh, I love Zig Ziglar, and I had the fortune of talking to him a couple of times before he passed away, and just um, one of the most extraordinary storytellers in a very old American Texas kind of drawl for anyone who's listened to him. But just, I loved his stories with the, even though they were very obvious stories, I found them really inspirational and a wonderful way to get messages across. And I, it just resonated for me, I, I think, um and there's so many great storytellers around. Mm. Uh, I think in the past, even around now, as you say, Malcolm Gladwell. What a wonderfully inspiring person to listen to. Mm. Anthony Robbins again. I, I have a big passion for his ability to tell a story with a big message and his delivery technique. So, um, it, it, yeah, I mean, I could probably rattle on 50, 50 people as no, well. But not no. probably. I know you could. But look, that's, <laughs> I'm going to
0: stop there. Dale Honey. I still got. As uh, so a remind me not to in- invite you to spend Christmas with us. I'm not inviting anyone and sit in the corner reading a book all day long but um, Andrew it's been great um, catching up with you again thank you and uh, yeah good luck on your well you don't need good luck but uh, break a leg whatever the 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 whatever the correct wording is on your tour and um, <laughs> catch you in some hotel somewhere next time
1: uh, mate I so look forward to it Robin, and it's great to be a part of Flying Solo thank great. you mate thank you cheers and that's where we'll leave
0: this show from Flying Solo I'm Robert Gerrish and we hope you'll join us next time If you're looking to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, you'll find heaps of resources at flyingsolo.com.au and a supportive community on our forums and Facebook.
1: Thanks for listening.